Dear friends in Christ, back in October of 2015, there was a floor panel of a newly opened glass walkway that ended up cracking. And the skyway was suspended some 325 feet above a canyon floor in central China. Think about it. Think about a height of 10 feet. Think about the height of a high diving board. Now that's high. Now think about 325 feet above a canyon floor. And you're standing on a glass pane that's suspended across two canyon walls. And the glass suddenly cracks. To say that there were a lot of people who freaked out was an understatement. Hearing that news, that was enough to send a chill up the spine of perhaps even the most daring people. Seeing pictures of the bridge made it even worse. It's narrow, 1,300-foot-long glass-bottom walkway, part of which is wrapped around a cliff there, and it's in the air. Part of it is suspended about 1,000 feet above a valley between those two canyon walls. It's in the Yunti Mountain Scenic Park in Henan Province, China. And according to witnesses there, when the crack happened, there was a sudden loud bang and a tremor that people felt who weren't even near that particular pain. People started screaming and running toward the ends of the bridge. The good news is that the crack pain, it didn't give way and no one was hurt. But the bridge there, it was immediately closed for repairs. And park officials say there was never any danger that each panel of that glass can hold 1,700 pounds. But people on the walkway where the shattering occurred, they weren't comforted. Even before the crack, people were uneasy about crossing that bridge. There were some who saw this thing suspended in air. It looks like you're walking in space. Nothing to support you there. And yet you don't fall because the pane of glass is beneath your feet. And the whole idea is to let the visitors see below them. And for those who try, it takes a lot of courage to go across. Some of them end up crawling across. (laughs) Even vertigo is something that a lot of people experience out in this place. Then there's those who grab onto the side rails and they alternate their hands as they inch forward. Some people, they will walk confidently. But for them, it's fast, because they're determined to get across to the other side as soon as possible. And that sort of describes many of us in our faith journey and our walk in life in Christ, doesn't it? Here in the United States, we have our own glass-bottom attractions. Many of us know about the ledge, the Willis Tower, we've seen that, or perhaps done that. Some have even ventured out to the Skyway Bridge over the Grand Canyon. And visitors can walk out on a glass-bottom platform that juts out into the air just about 700 feet above the canyon there. And it's beautiful, and it's terrifying at the same time. In your mind, you know that that glass will support you and the, the structure is completely safe. But your gut, it doesn't quite embrace what your mind believes. Tourists report that their heart rates go up. Some sweat a bit. And many try not to look down at their feet, 
which seems to be suspended in the midair. Still, most people have faith. They walk out on the glass and they enjoy the remarkable scenery that God has made for us. Well, glass-bottom bridges, they're a good metaphor for our faith. Our text says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Walking on glass, that means that we're not seeing that which supports us. What we are seeing are the dangers below. And they can be terrifying. And we can end up grasping, for example, those things that keep us close to God, like the Word, the Bible. We can end up being on our knees, crawling. We can have, be on those knees in much prayer. Our faith in Christ is like that. Especially in the days when what we see beneath our faith can make us wonder just how significant that trust is. For example, we look down and we see many other people who seem quite content to carry on in life without having any being higher than themselves. Perhaps it crosses our minds that they appear to be getting along all right in life. It also may be for us as it crosses our minds that by trying to live righteous lives for Christ that perhaps we're missing out something in life. We can also quote, see the arguments of atheism. They've grown louder in recent years. And today, those thoughts are put forward by some eloquent spokespeople. Those arguments can be persuasive to many, and perhaps it crosses our minds that we might be naive to ignore them. We can see our doubts as well. They sometimes dance before our eyes as we are struggling to walk by faith. And what's more, we can see certain Christian doctrines, too. Like the idea of Christ being raised from the dead. Or that the kingdom of God is going to come in all of its fullness someday. And that people who receive Christ in their lives, they will have eternal life. All these things that we believe in, we know that we realize we can't prove such things on our own. The Apostle Paul, he wrote to the Corinthians and to us, he says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. And those who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. There's a Bible called The Message. It's a paraphrase. And for that last sentence, Message says, Well, if all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. There's one more thing, too, that we sometimes see. And that's a significant number of people of our culture that don't value lives that are lived in faith. Secularism, political activism, humanitarianism, and even materialism They seem to be more valued avenues to life. Living a meaningful, faith-based lifestyle, that includes obedience to God's word. It's not a popular trend. Not too many people are into living by faith. And one gets the sense that the people of faith, they're not particularly admired. Instead, they're often likely to be misunderstood or perhaps pitied. 
or even ridiculed. So as people of faith, we are sometimes like Peter, walking on the water. And sometimes we're like Peter, who's crashing, sinking in the waves. Faith sometimes can feel like following the unseen into the unknown. Someone who knew that kind of feeling, that was Indiana Jones. Let's see what happens. Indiana Jones, it was a leap of faith, he said. And our text from Hebrews, it speaks of what we see and what we don't. The writer says, by faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. We find that we can easily be misled by things that we do see. And we can misunderstand the nature of almost anything or any person when we're working just from the externals. Conclusions are often based on external information and impressions. And it will more often prove us wrong than right. We know that it can lead us to investing ourselves and spending a lot of time that has no real substance. We can also take some comfort and hope from the fact that Faith is a way of seeing that looks beyond appearances. And Abraham is a case in point here. The writer says, Abraham, he looked forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Abraham wasn't looking with physical eyes, of course, here. He was looking with spiritual eyes of faith. In other words, faith is not something that we somehow create in our minds and by silencing the doubts and voices that attack us. 
Rather, faith is a way of seeing. It's seeing what's under our feet. Although it appears transparent, we know that that foundation is Jesus Christ. He enables us to walk in those paths that we cannot see. He walked a path all the way to a cross for us that he could see. And he still did that for us. One of the means that the writer to the Hebrews uses to drive home his argument for faith here is to give a lengthy list of examples. You could call it a hall of fame. People from Israel's history who through faith acted in ways that they showed their trust in God. They did this without really understanding their actions And they were generated by great faith. They simply believed. And they trusted in God and got on with it. They didn't agonize or rationalize about it. They simply got it done. Noah builds an ark. Moses leads Israel out of bondage. Rahab shelters some Hebrew spies. David kills a giant. Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Samson... Gideon, Samuel, all mentioned in chapter 11, they did the same thing. They did what they needed to do for God and his direction for them. The New Interpreter's Bible, which has a reflection on Hebrews 11, it explains that the use of a life or an act as an example must always be a reflection on a life or an act that was not intended to be an example, but had its own reasons, its own integrity. No one in this list of examples that I just shared with you had really lived his or her life as an example to anyone. Having done so would have disqualified them from being a good example. It's because they lived their life of faith without looking for an audience that they are examples to us now. And with that in mind, you can probably think of some people in your own life who demonstrate great faith. But they would be surprised if they were asked to provide an example of it. As we look at all of these examples of faith shown in Hebrews 11, it's interesting that the most verses in the whole chapter are dedicated to Abraham and Sarah. They demonstrate their faith when they trusted God enough to really obey God's call to leave the familiar behind and to seek new land that was sight unseen. And they lived only as immigrants in the land that God had promised to them. They trusted God in a more heavenly place, though. That was where they were ultimately going to live. And trusting in God results in Abraham and Sarah's unlikely plan to be parents. And that results in a vast line of descendants from them. And they die still trusting in promises yet to be realized. And the obedience and the faith of Abraham and Sarah, it's really noteworthy in light of how they had no clue where God was sending them. Even more significant is the phrase of Abraham being called to go. And here that phrase, called to go, comes from two Greek verbs. And it corresponds to being called out. And it's really the literal meaning of the church. And the Greek word of that being ekklesia. The journey of Abraham and Sarah, it's a metaphor for faithfulness in being the church. We are commonly called out to go from where we currently live 
in order to discover what plans God has and will make for us. That corresponds to Abraham and Sarah addressing the situation of going from the old to the new, the familiar to the unfamiliar, to being settled and then going to be nomads, from being barren to being fertile, the earthly to the heavenly. And such a forward movement then also addresses the issue for them not having received the promises of a permanent residence in Canaan. First, their faith gave them a solid sense of anticipating the promises, as it did for all the others that are mentioned in the chapter. It says all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. And here that translation of the word welcomed is more firmly described as being embraced. Abraham and Sarah's hope, it embraced the certainty of a heavenly home that even death could not keep them from experiencing. Second, we also know that although the promises are accomplished after the deaths of Abraham and Sarah, they eventually happen. And even if many years pass from when God makes promises, the promises of God are eventually kept. Because God has never broken a promise, ever. Descendants of people, they bear witness to how the faith that their ancestors had ultimately became a reality. And as a result, faith moves us forward from generation to generation. We who see the results of fulfilled promises that were not fully experienced by our faith ancestors, we see that that gives us all the more reason to live as people of faith and hope. Think of the Bremen farmers who came from Germany. And they came here. And yet they would never experience this campus and ministry that we have 160 years later. But yet... They said that this is where God wants us to be at this time in their life. This is the place where the word's going to be preached and taught to many people. Imagine the things that we do right now that will impact people perhaps another 160 years from now. Faith is not merely a system of beliefs. It's related to really in whom and what we trust and place our deepest faith in. Faith comes from the awareness of how God has always been first faithful to us. And faith moves us forward with hope and conviction, even as it did for Abraham and Sarah. That's walking on glass, being fully conscious of the dangers that are below us, but believing that God will not let us down. May our faith move us forward from what already is to what will be, knowing that we can be people who move forward into the future with that certain hope, that concrete hope, and that conviction in Christ. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.